Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It's July the 3rd, 2020, and it's the 111th day of the virus. I'm going to summarize the whole Bible for you in just a minute here. It starts out with uh, God making man and woman, and in Genesis 3:8, he's walking with uh, walking in the garden in the cool of the day with man, everything's hunky-dory. And from that moment on, there's trouble because man has sinned and death enters the world because of the curse, uh, because of that sin. And it's really not fixed until uh, way in the book of Revelation, which we're all looking forward to. This is Revelation 21. <clears throat> And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. So he restores what was lost in Genesis. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So, uh, the first verse that I referred to in Genesis 3 is on page 4 of my Bible. The next verse I mentioned is in Revelation chapter 21, that's page 1706. So, 1702 pages in between those two moments in Scripture. Basically, the rest of the Bible, the other 1,702 pages, is about our struggle with sin and death and our need for a Savior and Jesus coming down. And that's where we find ourselves in our sequential walk through the Bible. We've been looking in uh, Matthew and learning about John the Baptist and what a great guy he was. He was the best guy on the planet, and yet he is killed by Herod, and Jesus uh, knows about it and witnesses it in a, in a way, and then he grieves it, I think. He certainly grieved Lazarus when he died, so we know that Jesus' mind is set towards this. So officially we're in Matthew chapter 14, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from the there from the uh, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself in grief for uh, for his friend John the Baptist. <clears throat> so where we yesterday we asked, Oh death, where is their sting? That comes from a passage in Hosea and and another one in Isaiah which is where I'd really like to turn today. This is Isaiah chapter 25. So in the 1700 pages that I'm talking about, this there's mention of the future life that we're going to have with the Lord when he fixes this problem, when he fixes the, this big mess that we got into. So I think this passage today tells us something about the Lord and something about ourselves. Here it is, Matthew or question, Isaiah chapter 25, verse 7. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. 
and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach the reproach of his people he will take away from the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. So this is in 600 BC, and he's looking forward to the day that I mentioned earlier in Revelation where God fixes this big problem. He will swallow up death forever. It's mentioned also in 1 Corinthians and Hosea, and they ask, Oh, death, where is your sting? And in the meantime, death definitely has a sting. Someday, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to live in a world without death, which will be fun. So our passage today, we find Jesus strong enough to swallow death, strong enough to wipe away tears forever, strong enough to take away the reproach of his people, and strong enough to save the waiting. He is aware of it, and he came to fix it. The words that I wanted to drill down on today is that just touched me was the response of the people. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. And I think today we are we still live in this world of death and sickness and illness and decay and sin and rebellion. And our job is to trust the one that can swallow death forever. Declare him as our God. This is our God. Make a stand for him. And then it's not yet, though. That's the problem, is we have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. So today, my charge is to wait well. We're not there yet. It's coming. It's promised. It's mentioned here in 600 BC. It's mentioned in uh, 60 AD in 1 Corinthians. And I'm mentioning it now. Hang in there. We wait for him. We declare him as our God. And we know that he's going to save us.